This is the SF Productions Podcast Network. The Kinescope Initiative Episode 109 A Sitcom Review in Chronological Order From the SFPPN Television Center, take it away, Mark. Thank you, announcer Bod, and welcome to the Kinescope Initiative, a sitcom review in chronological order. Let's continue with the sitcoms of 1982. Chachi premiered on ABC on March 23, 1982, at 8.30 p.m. Happy Days, of course, had by this point become a juggernaut for ABC and Gary Marshall, spinning off both Laverne and Shirley and Mork and Mindy as huge hits. Of course, both were the result of backdoor pilots, neither involving regular characters from the mothership. By this point in continuity, Happy Days was set in the early to mid-60s, which is also the point when the British invasion was underway. So it was decided to take Richie's kid sister, Erin Moran, and Fonzie's young cousin, Scott Bayo, already in a relationship, and build a comedy-slash-music series around them. The couple moved to Chicago along with Al Malinero's character, previous owner of Arnold's, where Chachi first began singing. Ellen Travolta played Chachi's mom, Art Matrano, played his manager, with Robert Pierce, Daryl Mowry, and Winifred Freeman as the other band members. Of course, Moran and Bayo go back to episode 57 and the Mothership series, while Alamalarnaro was covered in episode 57 for The Odd Couple. Art Matrano was covered in episode 59 for the Chicago Teddy Bears, and Daryl Mowry in episode 92 for Apple Pie. Ellen Travolta's mother was a drama coach, while her brother was somebody with the name of John... She did a number of TV guest roles and a recurring one on Welcome Back, Cotter. I wonder how she got that gig and a later role on Making It. Bayo and Travolta would reunite on Charles in Charge and Travolta had a film role in Greece. Winifred Freeman was her school's homecoming queen and she went on to get a drama degree from Northwestern. She played Chachi's cousin and bass player on the series before going on to Rituals and Mr. Belvedere. Films include The Naked Gun and The Fabulous Baker Boys. ABC assumed Joni Loves Chachi would be a hit. Not sure why, since Bayo had already struck out on Blansky's Beauties and Who's Watching the Kids. The first season, all of four episodes, was a huge hit, tying for number four with Three's Company. However, the Happy Days writers returned to the main show after that, and between that and a schedule change in season two, the series was doomed, gone after 13 more episodes, with the final two burned off that summer. Bayo and Moran moved back to Happy Days for its final season. Caught an episode on YouTube, Bayo and Moran sing the main theme, an excruciatingly long ballad, clocking in at 1 minute 44 seconds. Everybody gets an applause break as they walk in, with a scream every time Bayo walks in. 
A huge racially offensive Italian family shows up, including Matrano as a would-be gangster slash manager. These songs are clearly pre-recorded with a single song per set, standard operating procedure for TV at the time. Howard and Marion stop by for a cameo. Nine to Five premiered on ABC on March 25th, 1982 at 9 p.m. Based on the hit film with Rachel Dennison taking Dolly Parton's role, who happened to be her real sister. Rena Moreno in the Lily Tomlin role, Valerie Curtin in the Jane Fonda role, and Jeffrey Tambor in the Dabney Coleman role. After a short first season, four episodes, Peter Bonners replaced Coleman while Gene Marsh came in as his assistant with Herb Edelman as a salesman at the company and the girl's confidant. For season three, Curtin's character was written out, replaced by the younger Leah Ayers. Tony Latore came in as Moreno's son, and George Deloy replaced Edelman. Many of these changes were the result of Jane Fonda, an exec producer of the series, leaving due to concerns about the show's direction, with veteran producer James Comack replacing her. All these changes at once doomed the network series with only seven episodes, two of which never aired. However, this was the era of first-run syndication, and three years later the show was rebooted for season four. Dennison was still there, the only regular to make it through the series run, and Curtin returned, but Moreno was gone, replaced by All in the Family's Sally Struthers. There were a succession of new bosses, Peter Evans, Edward Winner, Dorian Lepinto, Fred Applegate, with James Martinez as a maintenance man and Art Evans as the mailroom clerk. Rachel Dennison was one of 12 children, one of which was Dolly Parton, and Rachel, understandably, was a near duplicate to her. She quit school in the eighth grade and toured with her family, singing on stage at age 15. Nine to five was her only acting role, and she remained primarily a singer, mostly as Dolly's backup. Dennison retired in 1999. To say that Rita Moreno has a landmark career is an understatement. Born in Puerto Rico, moving to New York as a child where she began taking dance lessons. By age 11, she was doing voice work, adding Spanish dialogue to American films, making it to Broadway only two years later where she was noticed by Hollywood. She spent the 50s doing mostly minor stereotypical Latinx roles. Moreno did have a role in Singing in the Rain as a silent film star and a supporting role in The King and I. 1961 was her breakout year, winning an Oscar for West Side Story. Unfortunately, she was still being offered stereotypical parts, so she didn't take any film roles for seven years. She returned to Broadway, the sign in Sidney Brewston's window, Last of the Red Hot Lovers, The Ritz winning a Tony, The Odd Couple, later doing films Poppy, Carnal Knowledge, the film version of The Ritz, The Four Seasons, Throughout all this, she was doing TV guest roles and was a cast member of PBS's The Electric Company. Marino has been a regular or recurred on B.L. Stryker, Top of the Heap, The Cosby Mysteries, Where on Earth is Carmen Sandiego, Oz, Kane, Happily Divorced, Nina's World, voice work, Jane the Virgin, and is currently in the cast of the One Day at a Time reboot. 
just some of her 160 IMDb roles and will star in Spielberg's reboot of West Side Story. In addition to the Oscar and the Tony, she's won two Emmys for guest appearances, a Grammy for an Electric Company album, a Golden Globe for West Side Story, a Lifetime Achievement Peabody, a Lifetime SAG Award, a Lifetime TV Critics Award, a Kennedy Center Honor, and the Presidential Medal of Honor. She earned the coveted PGOT, Peabody, Emmy, Grammy, Oscar, Tony, alongside Barbara Streisand and Mike Nichols, as well as the Triple Crown of Acting. Only Helen Hayes matches that. Moreno had relationships with Marlon Brando and Elvis Presley, probably the only one to match that. Valerie Curtin, like Rachel Dennison, has a more famous relative. In this case, her cousin is Jane Curtin. Valerie is better known as a writer. 9 to 5 was her only regular TV role, although she did several guest spots. She wrote for The Mary Tyler Moore Show and Phyllis, and then the film And Justice for All with Barry Levinson, her husband at the time. She wrote screenplays for Inside Moves, Best Friends, Unfaithfully Yours, and wrote the film Toys. Film roles include Alice Doesn't Live Here Anymore in the Vera role in what would later become the TV series Alice, All the President's Men, Silent Movie, Silver Streak, and Down and Out in Beverly Hills. Jean Marsh was born in London but spent some time doing work in the U.S. Broadway's habeas corpus, guest TV spots back to the 1950s recurring on The Saint, but the bulk of her TV work is from the U.K. Laughter from the Whitehall, The Informer, No Strings, The Tomorrow People, The All-New Alexei Sale Show, The Ghost Hunter, Sensitive Skin. Marsh co-created and starred on Upstairs Downstairs, the Downton Abbey of its day, which won Emmys and Golden Globes. Marsh returned decades later for a sequel. She also has a major connection to Doctor Who, appearing with William Hartnell as the first Doctor at one point becoming his companion, returned for a serial with Sylvester McCoy, Doctor Number 7, and at one point was married to John Pertwee, Doctor Number 3. Marsh's film work includes Frenzy and Willow. She was awarded an OBE for her services to drama. Leah Ayers had already appeared in films All That Jazz and Dead Ringer, as well as a long run on The Edge of Night prior to 9 to 5. She would go on to recur or be a regular on Saint Elsewhere, First and Ten, and The Bradys, stepping into the Marsha role. Other films include Bloodsport, The Burning, and The Player. Today, she's a yoga instructor and producer. Tony Latore was playing a son on Cagney and Lacey around the same time as 9 to 5. George Deloy, a.k.a. George DelHoyo, got his start in regional theater, making it to Broadway in The Robber Bridegroom. He moved to L.A. and became a universal contract player, recurring or a regular on Quincy M.E., Star of the Family, Sony Elsewhere, Generations, Beverly Hills 90210, and Days of Our Lives. Peter Evans was mostly known for his work in the theater, including Broadway's Streamers and a Drama Desk nomination, Night and Day, and Children of a Lesser God. He appeared in the film Arthur and unfortunately died in 1989 from AIDS complications. Edward Winner split his time between theater and TV with the former The Country Wife, Cabaret, Promises, Promises, while recurring or a regular on Karen, The Feather and Father Gang, Soap, Project UFO, Dallas, Empire, Hollywood Beat, Herman's Head, and The Angry Beavers doing voice work, with a ton of guest roles for decades, as well as films The Parallax View and Porky's Two the Next Day. Winner is probably best known for his role of crazed CIA operative Colonel Flagg on MASH. Winter passed in 2001. 
Dorian Lapinto had already appeared on Soap's The Doctors and One Life to Live prior to 9 to 5 and went on to The Secret World of Alex Mack. Fred Applegate had already recurred on Newhart prior to 9 to 5 and went on to FM, Night Court, Growing Pains, Whoops, Life and Stuff, and a lot of TV guest spots. He also spent a lot of time narrating documentaries. By the 90s, he'd moved over to Broadway, The Sound of Music, The Producers, Wicked, Young Frankenstein, La Caja Fall, Sister Act, and The Ferryman. Art Evans took a starring role in regional theater to Broadway in The Amen Corner. His musical ability got him the role of Blind Melon Jefferson in the film Lead Belly. Other films, The In-Laws, The Main Event, The Apple Dumpling Gang Rides Again, School Days, The Mighty Quinn, Die Hard 2, Mom. 9 to 5 was his only regular TV role, although he did a number of guest spots. Now, we covered Jeffrey Tambor in episode 95 for The Ropers, Peter Bonners in episode 64 for The Bob Newhart Show, Herb Edelman in episode 52 for The Good Guys, and Sally Struthers in episode 58 for All in the Family. As already noted, 9 to 5 took a twisted ride on television. It only hit the top 30 in season 2 with a Bazinga score of 3.3 before falling off the edge the next year. It ran for a total of five seasons, including two full syndicated years, but you have to put an asterisk on the five seasons. Season one was four episodes. Season three was five episodes with two more unaired. Based on constant cast changes, I'm shocked anyone could keep up with it. I found a syndicated episode on YouTube. The theme is, of course, the same as the film, although Dolly didn't sing it in the first year of the series. The opening credits seem very low rent, like it came from a local station. The acting and writing is about at the same level. It's like a high school production. Rachel Dennison looks like Dolly after staying under the hairdryer too long. People seem to always get an applause break when they exit a scene. Maybe the crowd was hoping the show was over. All of the characters are idiots. The whole thing was excruciating. Making the Grade premiered on CBS on April 5, 1982 at 9.30 p.m. James Naughton stars as the dean of boys at a St. Louis high school dealing with all the teachers and administrators there and presumably the kids at some point. Graham Jarvis plays the assistant principal, Allie Mills the drama teacher, fending off the advances of the English teacher, Philip Charles McKenzie, with Steve Peterman, Zane Lasky, and George Went as other teachers. James Naughton is mostly known for his stage work in Broadway's I Love My Wife, City of Angels, Winning a Tony, Chicago, and a Second Tony, The Price, Our Town, and Democracy. He's been a regular or recurring on Faraday and Company, Planet of the Apes, Trauma Center, Who's the Boss, Raising Miranda, The Cosby Mysteries, Liberty, The American Revolution, Alec McBeal, Gossip Girls, and Hostages, with films The Paper Chase and The Devil Wears Prada. Naughton also made a number of commercials, including a number of pharmaceuticals, and has been the voice for Audi since 2007. Graham Jarvis's great-great-grandfather founded Labatt's Beer. Graham got his start in the theater in Broadway's The Best Man, Incident at Vichy, and was the original U.S. narrator on the Rocky Horror Picture Show. 
He was a regular or recurred on Mary Hartman, Mary Hartman, Forever Fernwood, Blind Ambition, Fame, Seventh Heaven, and was all over TV in guest roles from the 50s to the 2000s. Jarvis's film work included The Out-of-Towners, Cold Turkey, What's Up Doc, Mr. Mom, Silkwood, Misery, just some of his 139 IMDb credits. Jarvis passed in 2003. Philip Charles McKenzie started at the top with a small role in the film Dog Day Afternoon before switching to mostly TV work. He was a regular or recurred on The Six O'Clock Follies, Open House with his real-life wife, Alison LaPlaca, but may be best known for his groundbreaking role as a gay character on Showtime's first sitcom, Brothers. He won a Cable Ace Award for it. He also directed a few episodes of the series, which he parlayed into directing. Roseanne, Tom, Madman of the People, Frasier, Boston Common, Almost Perfect, Suddenly Susan, Normal Ohio, and According to Jim. Stephen Peterman spread out his TV work among acting, Square Pegs in the Paper Chase, writing, Suddenly Susan, State of Grace, Hannah Montana, and Murphy Brown, winning an Emmy, and producing, Suddenly Susan, Becker, Hannah Montana, Life with Boys, Bella and the Bulldogs, and Murphy Brown, winning two more Emmys. We covered Allie Mills in episode 99 for The Associates, Zane Lasky in episode 82 for The Tony Randall Show, and we'll cover George Went for his far better-known role, which this series cancellation freed him up for. Making the grade did not pass the test with only six episodes before failing. Could only find the opening theme online, which sounds like Taxi Met Family Ties, the next series for creator Gary David Goldberg. Report to Murphy premiered on CBS on April 5, 1982, at 8.30 p.m. Michael Keaton tried again to get a hit sitcom before moving to a major film career. He plays an idealistic parole officer trying unconventional approaches with his clients. John Lee Rhodes played a jaded older officer, Olivia Cole, his supervisor, and Donna Ponterado as a fellow parole officer. Margot Rose played an assistant DA with Ken Foray as one of his regulars. We covered Michael Keaton in episode 81 for All's Fair, Donnelly Rhodes in episode 86 for Soap, Olivia Cole in episode 85 for Sisnik, and Donna Pontarotto in episode 89 for Joe and Valerie. Margot Rose got her start in New York theater and then moved mostly to guest TV roles recurring on Night Court and He's the Mayor with film roles in 48 Hours, Brewster's Millions, and A Civil Action. Ken Foray had two regular TV roles, this series and Keenan and Kel. He spent more time in films, Dawn of the Dead and the Reboot, The Wanderers, True Blood, Halloween, and guest TV roles. He did a lot of horror films and even as a festival, the Foray Fest, in his honor. Report to Murphy aired alongside Making the Grade and lasted just as long, six episodes. The show was produced by Jam Creative Productions, better known for creating radio jingles and station IDs. Michael Keaton starred in Night Shift the same year and Mr. Mom a year later, never to return to series TV. Another show with only the opening credits online, which starts with Keaton's character talking to the camera in a tight shot before moving to a generic jazzy theme. (laughs) 
more of 1982 sitcoms in our next episode. Announcer bot, how can the folks find us online? Go to sfpodcastnetwork.com to get the feed, other SF podcasts, and blogs. Subscribe via your favorite podcast catcher and leave us a review. You can email sfpodcastnetwork at gmail.com. Like us at facebook.com slash sfppn. Follow us on Twitter at sfppn. Check out tumblr.com slash blog slash sfppn. Call us at 614-321-9737. That's 614-321-9SFP. Back to you, Mark. Well, I'm filing this episode in the archive. Tune in next time. 